Peace. What up, kings and queens? It's your boy, Jacoby Ryan. This is now week 12 of the More I Know, The More I Don't podcast. Uh, for the ones who are returning, returning listeners, I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in once again. For the ones here for the first time, thank you. I appreciate you for being here and giving us a chance. Uh, I hope this provides value to everybody listening um, and it's worth your time. Um, so, hope everybody had a good week this past week. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, hope y'all been rocking with wrong way tough. I know that's a little bit of a different sound for me, but uh, I, I like the response. I appreciate the response, and uh, that's one of my favorite songs, to be honest. And um, for those who aren't aware, Wrong Way was week 11, uh, 52 and 365. Uh, this week we have Toast to It. Um, and 52 and 365 is a campaign that this podcast is based on where basically I'm putting out a new song, new video, and new podcast every week. Um, in an effort to uh, convey my purpose in each song, uh, convey how each song came together, and also um, give my, my piece every week about just what I've been thinking about, things I think that are valuable for people to think about and and listen to, you know. Um, so this is week 12, um, and, man, we got a little bit to talk about. Uh, we also have viewers' discretion, the EP coming out this Friday, so make sure y'all... Uh, <clears throat> Look out for that and, and check that out. That's really dope. Um, it's really just a story of. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the future. Um, but that's me and DJ View. Uh, it'll be, be out this Friday on JacobyRyan.com. Um, and we got an a album coming out next week. Um, and the next week we got another video coming out. So a lot, a lot going on, man. And I appreciate y'all for being around. Um, and the second purpose of 52 and 365 is to really put on, put it on a showcase as far as like the process, you know what I'm saying? And showing people that it doesn't matter. Like we're showing people that the process looks the same for everybody. You know what I'm saying? You have a goal, you set out to do that goal. You come up short on different things. You figure out where you come up short at. You work on those shortcomings and you get better at it. And as you get better at it, your whole campaign gets better and as your campaign gets better it scales it grows so on and so forth so um this is just an example for everybody to look at um so without further ado let's get into it week 12 the more i know the more i don't podcast what up though so first things first rest in peace uncle phil um as you already know uh today i want to talk about a couple things um so the first thing that i want to talk about is ways to support people, whether it's an artist, whether it's a business, uh, whether it's um, whatever it may look like, an athlete, friend, um, just ways to support your homies and what they do. Um, so why I wanted to talk about this is because I've been approached by a couple of friends um, and I've also seen the topic tossed around social media all the time, if we're being honest, um, about people not reposting their posts and not sharing their posts and uh saying that if you don't share my shit you don't support me or if you don't like my post you don't support me or little stuff like that you know what i'm saying um and and, and here's my thing you know what i'm saying like I, I get where y'all are coming from i understand the sentiment behind it uh but speaking for myself like i don't like when I put something out, I don't put it out with the requirement that people who support me need to share that. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's not that's not my mo. Firstly, um, secondly, I'm not I'm not putting out music or any content for people who do the same content as me to be a fan. That's not my goal. Um, my goal is to create an audience outside of the other people who do it like me, who do who do what I do. Um, my goal is to create an audience outside of people who are in my hometown. My goal is to create an audience outside of people that I know. My goal is to create an audience outside of people who I'm friends on Facebook with. My goal is, an, my goal is to create an audience um, made up of people who uh, are not artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my goal. You know what I'm saying? So, that's in, in let me back up a little bit because uh, the reason why now I don't share much of other people's content like I used to because I used to repost everybody's stuff you know what I'm saying everybody that I supported um, and I'm sure it sounds like I would say I quit supporting I quit sharing other people's stuff because nobody reciprocated it which is true uh, that did happen I mean nobody re- not many people reciprocated the love that I was given but that's not why I quit um, at all um, the reason why I quit or really not even quit the reason why I stepped back on sharing other people posts and, and stories and things like that is because I realized that none of the posts got any likes none of the posts got any listens to my knowledge none of the posts did anything you know what I'm saying so with that knowledge coupled with the knowledge or the awareness that my own posts of content aren't getting much likes and this is back a few years ago um knowing that my own posts weren't getting much engagement i sat back and thought about it and i was like how much good is me sharing my homies posts doing you know what i'm saying how much good is it doing for their brand and what what impact is it having on my brand you know what i'm saying and my conclusion came to be it's not doing their brand much good because it's not giving them valuable looks you know what i'm saying like it's 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 a difference in putting a video paying for your video to be on somewhere world star and thinking it looks good and it feels good when it matter of fact this is a real um conversation i had with somebody before where they talked about how world star has a lot of fake viewers you know what i'm saying so people want to be on world star put their videos on world star because they think that's what making it looks like. They think that's it's gonna make them feel good. They think that's gonna do good for their career. But a lot of the time, people who put videos on World Star, they pay this uh, huge amount of money, get it on World Star, and nothing happens. You know what I'm saying? Nobody watches it, or people who the numbers that say they do watch it aren't really real. You know what I'm saying? And I liken that to people who like try to require people to share their stuff because it's like. If people aren't engaging with my own stuff, why would they? Why would they want to engage with somebody I'm sharing? You know what I'm saying? Like they don't like me. Why would they want to like somebody who I like? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So my my conclusion developed came to be: I have to build my own audience before I can ever. Because my intention when I share other people's posts is to is to, well. First off, I only share people's posts who I really believe in. You know what I'm saying? So my intention when I share it is to get other people to have the opportunity to believe in the same thing. So it came to be that if I want to do that, I need to build an audience for myself where an audience can trust me first. And once an audience can can trust me and what I do, then they can trust my opinion on who else is dope. Then they can trust my opinion on who they should like. Then they can trust my opinion on maybe I should give this person a shot. But until I put the work in and create that, 
me sharing somebody's post ain't doing them no good. Like it's not it's not providing any value for anybody. So and that, that goes the same thing with me. Like I don't I don't require anybody to share my post. And if I post a video, like probably for the past couple of weeks, I'm gonna be straight up. Like with a 52 and 365, like I'll post videos, and when I don't pay for the advertisement, sometimes sometimes it still goes off. But but sometimes I'll have like a low amount of views, and it's like damn, like what am I doing? And that instead of me being like oh you're not real because you don't share my stuff you don't really support me because you don't share my stuff no i go back to the drawing board and i'm like all right these are the videos people didn't rock with what is the commonality in these videos how can i make this better what what am i doing that's turning people off you know what i'm saying and that's how this whole thing works you feel me and just trying to uh recalibrate and, and polish and and redirect you feel me um so that's long story long like that's why i don't share much of anybody else's stories or, or, or posts now because like i'm on a mission to build my audience so that when i do have an audience then when i do share posts it can actually be a value and it's just not me doing something to make it seem like i support you like for me support means if somebody has an opportunity where you know i could fit and you submit me for the opportunity and then let me know about it later proactively you don't even gotta let me know like you don't gotta ask me like you, you make the effort to do that or when you in a car with somebody else and you play my music you know what i'm saying or when somebody talk about me and you take up for me or if you come out to a show you know what i'm saying it's, it's there's different things like that um that are proactive they have value you know what i'm saying like a like a share all that's cool that's that's, that's great um, but at the same time like there's a lot of vanity metrics here you know what i'm saying and i've noticed a lot of artists because it's and to me this is what it seems like to me it seems like a lot of artists are insecure in the fact that they haven't done their art very long or because they're not some superstars yet they're not getting all these all this love for every little piece of work that they're doing um maybe because they don't feel like they're good themselves maybe because they need validation from somebody else i don't know what the reason is all i know is there are a lot of artists who who it seems like rest their laurels on other people's engagement with their work. Like when they do the whole 20 likes and I'll drop this, 20 comments and I'll drop this, 100 comments and I'll drop this. It's like, bro, like it's your art. You know what I'm saying? Like I had somebody who was uh, on Twitter who was close to me a couple, uh, probably maybe a year or so ago. And he was posting about like, I need producers. If you got beats, hit me. Or he was like, I need uh, I need some PR. If you, if you do PR, hit me. And it was like, if you, if you want to do features, hit me hit my inbox so we could do features so I, I got a feature for you and i'm like they asked me to do it they asked me to do a feature one time and i was like nah like i don't i don't want to work with an artist who who doesn't value their art enough to be in full control of their own art and to know what they want out of their own art you know what i'm saying like i i just i just don't understand the the logic in it's your art but you don't want to do the groundwork or the footwork to go out and get who you think is best for your brand and who you think will do the best job instead you want to put out a bulletin on social media and just open the door up to whoever it don't even matter if they serious or not um and it's understandable you know what i'm saying like I've, I've done this myself before you know what i'm saying it's just we had different parts in our creative process and, and careers and journeys whatever you want to call it and um i can't work with nobody who don't take it that serious who not that who don't, who don't think it's that important to where it's like like me i gotta vet everybody i'm working with first like i'm not finna be out here associating my brand with somebody who just started last week like yeah i, I can help give advice where i can i can answer questions if they have questions but like i'm not finna be 
just working with somebody who I don't feel like has the same goals, drive, and commitment to their craft that I do. Like it's, and that's I don't think anybody should. You know what I'm saying? Just out of their own, uh, the protection of their own self, of their own craft, of their own passion, of their own vision. You know what I'm saying? Their own energy. That's important. Um, so yeah, man. Um, I I support mad people who do really dope, valuable work. Um, it's just. In order for me to help them when I share, I have to build an audience myself. Um, so that's that's that on that. The second thing that I want to talk about, and um, mind you, like I told you a couple episodes ago, I'm trying to like start segmenting my my episodes and really writing everything out because up to this point, everything been off the top of the head. Really, like I know what I want to talk about and the ideas that I want to cover, but as far as my my dialogue and my ideas that I that I follow up with, all that's off the top of the head. You know what I'm saying? So I'm starting to try to write. My episodes more to be more um, concise, to be more articulate, and um, really for it to just be a better presentation. Uh, so I'm going to start incorporating this piece called, um, well, I don't have a name for it yet, but I used to be a financial advisor. I was a financial professional for two and a half years, and um, I'm going to do a piece based on financial literacy, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to just share a piece of financial literacy um, to help, you know what I'm saying, to provide value. So... This week's is, uh, I posted on Twitter a couple of days ago, and I didn't think it was this big of a deal, but it seemed like it was a pretty valuable thing that not a lot of people like really took into account, is that um, it's your, like, your investing in your retirement account is more important than investing in your child's college fund. Uh, and I'll repeat that again. Investing in your retirement fund is more important than investing in your child's college fund. Uh, and here's why. Um, cause my homie said it sounded like I just said, it sounded like he said, it sounded like that was a statement that just said, fuck them kids. <laughs> and that's not it at all. Uh, what I mean by that is basically for one, um, once a pet, like everybody gets to an age where they can't work anymore. You know what I'm saying they can't physically work anymore. So they can't physically make money for themselves anymore if they don't have assets because of that, it's important to save for retirement. Um, if you were to save for college instead of retirement and you get to that age, what is somebody to do once they can't work anymore? You know what I'm saying? Like you've saved for your child's college fund, which probably is not going to cover half the expenses by the time they get to college. If they just had a kid within the last five years, I mean, it would be far fetched to make, to, to have that much money in there to cover the entire college experience for them. On top of that, if you did, you paying for that college, but you over here trying to find a way to live and you old and you can't you can't you can't live. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention, now they got their college paid for, but how how are you gonna make money? You know what I'm saying? Uh on top of that, students have mad different resources to cover college. Parents or or adults or senior citizens, however you wanna address them, identify the group. Uh when you get to retirement age, there's nothing you could do. Like Social Security, cool, you get that. Um, that's, that's still based on how much you work. Um, your 401k, uh, a pension if you're lucky. Um, that's and that's all that you really have. You know what I'm saying? If you're not, if you don't have assets, like I said, like that's another, that's another important thing to have, but not many people do. So this is talking to the most, the general public. You know what I'm saying? The majority of people. Um, there's no resources for you when you retire for you to tap into some money. You know what I'm saying like you gotta have money to eat, you gotta have money to live on, you gotta have money for medicine, you gotta have money to, to 
to travel with if you want that. You and, and mind you, when you retire, every day Saturday. You know what I'm saying? You got to have money to, to spoil your grandchildren with all these things. So these are important things to, to take care of. And like, if you prioritize college for your child over your own retirement, you get to your retirement age. And now, if you don't have enough money for their for their college, but you save that uh, as a higher priority than retirement. So say they you didn't save enough for college and they still have this money. So say you want to use that money for retirement once you get to that age and you realize you fucked up for the past 30 years. Well, if you do try to get the money out of that college fund, whatever college fund that is, that's taxable now. You know what I'm saying? It's tax-free if it goes to college expenses, but now you're getting taxes taken out. So on top of, so on top of not having enough money for the college uh, education, you also don't have enough money now uh, or you have even less money when you want to take it out and use it for retirement when you figure out you made a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for college, you have scholarships, you have grants, you have uh, uh, work-study programs. You can work while you while you go to college. Um, there are all these di- community colleges. There are all these different ways you can prepare for college, and that gets me to my next point where, like, I would, I would assume that when you married or you got a partner, Y'all have the conversation about what y'all financial plan going to look like for the next 20, 30, 40 years. On top of that, when y'all have a child, I would assume that y'all would have have the the capacity to have a conversation about how that plan is going to be adjusted now that the kid is in the picture for the 30, 40, 40, 30 or 40 years in your financial plan. Um, that shit is important, you know what I'm saying? And that's why, so where you can say, okay, we're going to make sure that we invest in our retirement and we're going to try to get them to get a scholarship of whatever they want, you know what I'm saying, whether they want to be an academic athlete, whatever kind of scholarship they want, or you can say, hey, we want them to write essays every fucking summer after ninth grade to get them some, some scholarship money, or uh, we can have them work and, and by the time they're 16 all the way up until they're old enough, or shit, like like me, like, work till you, from, from the time you're in second grade all the way till you get to be in, in um, college, and then maybe you save some money for yourself, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you do want to put something back for your kid uh, in addition to you putting in your retirement fund. It's all your decision, of course. It's just make sure it makes sense for you and you have a plan and you stick to that. You know what I'm saying? That's important. Uh, so, again, uh, saving for your retirement is more important than saving for your child's college expenses. Um, not to mention, I mean, college 20 years from now, no telling how much the prices are going to go up. Um, and you can probably save a lot of money and make a lot more money um, with coding, which you don't even need college for. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, whether you have kids or not, whether you're married or not, just have a plan, stick to that plan, recalibrate that plan. Just make it your plan. Just don't do some shit because it sounds good, because somebody told you to do it, because it feels like it's the right thing to do, because everybody doing it at this age, like that's never the, that's never the right thing to do. Like the last thing you want to do do some shit that because it feels like you should or because everybody's doing it at your age and then 30 years down the road you see oh I fucked up because I wanted to be like everybody else because I wanted to be comfortable because it felt like the right thing to do and I didn't do the research to back up why I should be doing it or to be aware of why I'm doing it you know what I'm saying so keep that in mind stay solid and lastly week 12 toast to it um produced by Hunt so uh, of course, we dropped Toast to It last week. Um, the video will be out tomorrow. Uh, Hunt is a producer from Lawton, Oklahoma, that I actually did not know when I was in Lawton, Oklahoma, and I met him. Um, so I graduated Oklahoma Baptist University in 2013. And after I got my bachelor's, I wanted to, um, I got my bachelor's in business administration. And then from there, <laughs> I didn't want to start school, uh, student loans yet, paying, paying them off. 
So I decided to um, go back to school for music production because I want to go. I was trying to pursue music, of course. So I was looking at making beats. So I re uh, I enrolled at a different school again. Um, I enrolled in ACM at UCO here in uh, Oklahoma City, and Hunter was there uh, as well. So I met him in class, and then we built that way. And lo and behold, he's from Lawton, just like me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we built, and this is a song we did a couple of years ago. Uh, we originally called it Rap to Funk based on his titling, and I just changed it at the last minute. Um, but this song is, of course, of the same vein. I mean, like I said, all these are pretty pretty aged. Um, this is about two or th- probably three or four years old. Um, and really, man, this song kind of gets broken down into three different topics, which is like basically relationship filtering type of thing, um, the underdog and his traumas and coping with that trauma, and then um, just, again, the journey, you know what I'm saying? So, like, firstly... Uh, at this time, like, I was learning that a lot of people who are close to me, family, friends, um, there was a lot of relationships changing. Like, the people I was closer with, that I was falling away from, that I was, uh, people who I was close to before, who I was starting to realize, like, didn't really have my best interests in mind. Um, just starting to see different things that, that happen in humans, you know what I'm saying? So, and seeing that, man, it was it was tough just because, like, it was I was trying to, still be a solid friend but also trying to protect my energy and my my sanity my peace and not disengage from myself just by trying to engage somebody else you know what i'm saying i didn't want to lose my peace trying to help somebody else find theirs or lose my peace trying to reconcile a relationship that only i'm worried about right fixing you know what i'm saying like, like i said I, I was going to some shows and i wasn't having anybody coming with me and it was just a very vulnerable time you know what i'm saying uh, so I realized that all I have is me. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. and there's, That's not a bad thing. It's not me condemning anybody else or me saying, oh, y'all didn't have my back. Nothing like that. Like, it's just life. Life happens. Um, I just now choose to proactively address the reality that, like, I'm, I, all I have is me. You know what I'm saying? I can be as close to you as I can. I still don't, like, I, I have no reason to trust you. I have no reason to to think of anything more than that. You know what I'm saying? I can love you. I, I still don't, like... I, that doesn't mean that I have to think any other way than all I have is myself. You know what I'm saying? So realizing that and dealing with that and maneuvering with that new reality was a big part of this. And I really started to embrace it on this song where it became more of a tool and more of a chip on my shoulder um, that I used um, to get where I wanted to. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, the underdog feeling, the trauma of the underdog and how I cope with it. Um, just the realization, like, like I said, first off, my, my own close people kind of weren't, weren't showing proactive love or support for what I was doing. So it was like off top people I'm closest with don't really rock with it. And then I'm going through different shows, trying to build an audience and work on my, my craft and nobody's listening to what I'm spitting. Uh, people walking up, getting up, walking out, um, nobody listening in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm aware, like. I, I know what I have, I know my value, but I'm also aware of the fact that I'm not what I think I am yet and I'm not what I'm going to be. So it was a matter of I know they're sleeping on me, but I can't say they're sleeping on me because I'm really not what I'm about to be yet. But at the same time, if they can't see it in me now, then fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Like if they can't if they can't see this greatness now, like once the, once the greatness manifests, 
I don't care if you see it no more. You feel me? And, and that's that's how it goes 100% across the landscape. You feel me? Um, and just realizing that and then using that, of course, as, as motivation as well. And then lastly, um, the journey, you know what I'm saying, that I think is, is summed up perfectly. Um, at first you think it won't be you, and then you go through it, then you grow through it, then you champagne toast to it. Like, that's everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, you think that there are things you won't ever see. You have friends you think you won't ever find out that they may not, may not really be your friend or they may not, or close people. They don't really have your best interest in mind, and then you go through it. Then you're like, fuck, how am I supposed to get out of this? And then you get out of it, and then you're like, man, I'm glad we did that. But that showed me what I need to know. And... I became successful because of that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, toast to it. It's week 12. Um, week 13 this week. I'm going to drop money in a way. I know I was supposed to do the, uh, the the Wealth Live podcast today, but I thought money in a way was this week. So, it's next week. So, I'm going to do the Wealth Live. I'm going to do a podcast about the lie of wealth we've been taught our entire lives uh, next week. So, uh, I'm going to still keep structuring it and having these different structures. And also, if you want to uh, see what I'm reading, um, see some interesting posts that I've seen, interesting pieces of art that I've seen, I'm going to start including that in the weekly mailing list. Uh, so sign up at the mailing list at JacobyRyan.com. Um, share, subscribe, <laughs> share. Sorry, I just had this conversation earlier today. Um, rate, review, whatever uh, platform you listen to this on, um, just so that it could be higher up on the charts. Um, and be more visible to people um, only if it gave you value that's the only way I, uh, the only time I want you to do it um, other than that man thank y'all for tuning in to yet another week this is week number 12 um, toast to it just came out go stream that um, thank y'all for listening man I appreciate it this is a unforgettable experience man every 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 week I get to I either feel like low as fuck cause I'm like fuck bro we gotta do better or I feel like, hell yeah, like we getting better. I can feel it. You know what I'm saying? And that's a part of the process. That's what it come with. No cool with that. So once again, thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for giving this opportunity. Y'all have a good week. Uh, this has been another episode of The More I Know, The More I Don't. Be grateful. Be great. Peace.